Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of PR Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast for patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you a special guest, Dr. Derek Burgess, who's a board-certified orthopedic surgeon and a specialist in sports medicine. This week, we are here to talk about what makes Dr. Derek Burgess, Dr. Derek Burgess, kind of where he got to start before he actually became uh, the doctor and why he took the leap, like most of the physicians uh, we typically interview on this podcast, to get into social media, particularly uh, the the platform of podcasting. And it's going to be funny because we're going to have a, you'll see, especially those who know me, uh, there are a lot of similarities between uh, the kind of path and trajectory that me and Dr. Burgess are uh, partaking in. Um, we're both husbands, right? We're both fathers of three kids, right? And we both understand the importance of podcasting and delivering a message. Look, so like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, and tell five friends to check out this week's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Medicine Mondays. I am your truly Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, host of Medicine Mondays, Real Physician Reacts. That is our Thursday uh, night series. You should definitely check that out. We usually go live on there, as well as the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. And I have a special discussion, special guest with you, Dr. Derek Burgess, who is better known as a sports doctor. We are going to talk about a lot of things. Uh, first of all, we, obviously, you know, when I talk to my physicians, especially my physicians who also happen to be podcasters, I kind of get, I want to I want to get in all of their business. I want to talk about what they want were before they were the doctor and then how they got to this point here and kind of what makes them tick and how's their daily day so again dr burgess first of all thank you for taking the time out i know how crazy busy you are first of all first of y'all look ladies and gentlemen this is a surgeon right you already know how difficult it is to get surgeons on the podcast right so i appreciate you taking the time out uh, for joining us today Hey, man, I'm glad to be here. I'm tired from just hearing you talk about three different shows and all this different stuff. So, man, hats off to you. No, You're doing a great just, job, man. No, I, no, I appreciate I appreciate it. It's just one of those things where I think, especially especially in this day and age, um, as a physician, um, you know, it's, it's almost, I hate to say, it, but it's almost not enough to just be a physician. Like we have to kind of continue to grow. Um, if you caught last uh, couple weeks episode, we talked about branding. Um, so it, it just, I think it was just almost innate in us. And when we think about, especially when we were a resident, when we were tasked to do so many different things, a lot of times it was with a singular focus. And a lot of times when we get out and we become an attending, that single focus kind of gets minimized. Like I remember when I when I first started, like my office manager and my MA had to kind of sit me down and say, hey, you know, Dr. Pierre, we can kind of do some of those things you keep doing because I was so used to uh, doing everything. So no, I, I definitely I definitely understand that process of, of doing a lot of things for sure. Yeah. And like you mentioned, it's time and I'm going to quote Dr. Nee Darko. It's time for us all to be docs outside the box. Right. But it's a process that we have to go through to deprogram ourselves. Like you mentioned, you want to send every email 
You want to write up every chart. You want to call every patient and lay like, no, we have people to do that because now your time in your hospital or whoever's money is better spent with you doing what only a doctor can do. But in so many situations, that's not what's going on. And I think that's leading to burnout. And, you know, a lot of physicians want to leave the practice of medicine. Oh, very, oh, very good point. Well, we definitely got to touch on that, especially the burnout aspect for sure. Uh, before I like, especially when I get my docs on here, right, I kind of, because my lunch alert community, they love to kind of see our journey, right? Because for a lot of them, especially for patients and, you know, uh, prospective people who are just interested in health, you know, they typically see just the end product, right? So they mm-hmm. see the sports doctor, right? But they don't see Derek Burgess. They don't see what kind of led us to the point where we got to the point where we say, yeah, I'm, I'm Dr. Burgess, right? Like, what was Dr. Burgess like before uh, he became a doctor? What kind of motivated you to kind of go on this path of medicine? Sure. So I guess you want me to show all my lumps, bumps, and bruises, huh? So... Yeah, I think the backstory is always important because I talk about that on my show a lot, that once you see a person who is at the level of success that you meet them at, you assume that they've been there or that they just automatically elevated to that um, level and didn't go through the struggles or didn't have failures in their life. So uh, I'm a first generation medical student first. Uh, my father worked in a factory. My mother was an educator, a high school, a middle school educator. So Um, education was always pushed in my home. And even though my father didn't have a graduate level or college degree, he was probably the hardest person on me. So going to college was never really discussed in my house. I knew I was going to college. And sometime during high school, I said, hey, I want to be a physician. I had an injury in high school that led me to meet an orthopedic surgeon. And I expressed interest in medicine. And he said, hey, you should come hang out with me sometime. So starting in high school, I got exposure to orthopedics and I kept coming back. And I said, hey, I want to be an orthopedic surgeon because I felt that in married sports, I was an athlete and medicine. Now, truly, is that true? Not really, but in sports medicine, which is what (laughs) I chose. But it was enough to give me a drive to pursue it. Now, I got to medical school. I thought I knew how to study. I didn't know how to study. I struggled a lot in medical school. You know, I got over the step one hump, but you know, if the line is here, I barely jumped that line, which is a struggle to get into orthopedics. So I didn't match the first time. So after finishing med school, doing all this, I was met with a major obstacle of, hey, do I pursue orthopedics or do I choose another route? Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drberrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. So I decided to continue to pursue orthopedics. Going through a surgery internship, and trying to interview for orthopedics is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, so it took a lot of commitment, a lot of dedication, a lot of sacrifice. And I think the word sacrifice is one of the underappreciated uh, words about medicine, the sacrifice and the delayed gratification that it takes to actually get here. Um, and then, you know, I struggled with standardized tests. So, and standardized tests don't end after the ACT or SAT or after no, the MCAT. No, they do not, unfortunately. <laughs> they keep coming. They come every year during your training. They come every year after your training for certification. So that's another thing that it took me just a lot of effort and a lot of continued uh, grinding to perfect myself. 
to get over that hump as well. So, but now I'm here. And a lot of people told me, you don't want to do medicine because you'll be in school the rest of your life. Now, every day I hear someone say, wow, you look like you're not even old enough to be a doctor. So, you know, that's just me in a nutshell. I'm a, you know, a husband, I'm a father of three and an orthopedic surgeon. I'm a podcaster. I have a lot that is on my hands, but I've never had as much fun as I'm currently having in my life. You know, what I, what I love about really the setup, right? Because I think a lot of people, especially, well, at least the Lynch Lynch community members kind of know, they, they've kind of heard my failures. They've heard the step two failure. They heard, you know, uh, failing. I'm an internal medicine. So they heard me mm-hmm. failing my first like rotation, like which was internal medicine. So they've seen the bumps. And mm-hmm. I think, and you said the best, a lot of times because they see that end product, they just assume that we've just been rosy and been amazing like our whole time frame, and not realizing that, yes, it was ups, this was downs, uh, but there was something in us, something innate in us that said, you know what, I'm going to keep on going despite the troubles, despite the tribulations, despite the setbacks, despite, you know, probably running into people saying like, yeah, you sure you want to do this? Right. And that they, they especially you, you never hear, especially when you're in high school. Right. Because I, I think I started, I, I think it was probably I, I was in like elementary school. But like when, when you're when you say I want to be a doctor, you, sometimes you don't even really think about the plan B, because once you kind of make your mind up and say this is where I want to go, mm-hmm. like all of the other options don't really make sense to you. Like right. you, you're you're so passion driven to go in that direction of medicine to become the doctor, become the person you want to be that like, like become like, what do you want plan B? Like, I don't even know what that means. Right. Yeah. So I, I just, and I love just hearing your story because again, it just resonates with me so much. Obviously again, uh, let me, you know, I'm a father of three, you know, I'm a podcast, a husband, you know, all these things there that, you know, kind of help mirror uh, just kind of seeing, you know, it's, it's almost seeing a level of excellence, like from across the room and seeing that like, yep, like, look at these people who, like, have some of the same struggles, have some of the same issues that they have to deal with, but they still got to take care of their patients, and they still got to do well for themselves, and also still have time to, you know, for some reason, join, do a podcast. Like, it just uh, love, 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 love seeing uh, that drive, and again, obviously, shout out to uh, Dr. Nee Darko, who we kind of mentioned earlier, because he obviously has been a big mentor of mine, um, you know, big reason why we, I even started a podcast in the first place. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, it's interesting, especially as as you go through, right? And you know, you you meet that one mentor that says, you know what, like come join me. Now, was that just by you know, obviously you had the injury, but like like was it that like you were kind of interested in medicine and then it was kind of married into that orthopedics? And then you're like, oh, okay, I could see myself doing that. And and what were I guess the odds of running into that one mentor? Because I know when I talk to a lot, especially my pre-meds that's always been their big issue, right? That they don't have anyone to either look up to or anyone who's ready to kind of take them under their wings. Yeah. So I think mentor mentorship is key. So I'm not sitting here as an orthopedic surgeon without mentors. Now, the first mentor that I had in medicine was actually my family practice physician who worked right alongside the orthopedic surgeon. Now, if the orthopedic surgeon doesn't know my family medicine physician, does he offer me the opportunity to come in? Maybe or maybe not. Probably not. Mm. That's the relationship capital piece. Um, mm. So being able to get out and network is powerful. And if I had anything to do over again, I would ask more people for help. I would reach out to people and actually talk to them. I was very shy about approaching people. 
Uh, what if they think I'm you know, crazy or what if they don't want to help me? The answer is always no until you ask. And if you ask, it can still be no, but it could be yes. But if you don't ask, it's always going to be no. So um, I've had mentors on all different levels. Um, when I first got to medical school, I was very fortunate enough to be linked up with uh, Dr. Um, Richard Grant, who was one of the first program directors and one of the leaders in the orthopedic field. Um, I was in his private practice. I was also his partner was Dr. Bunny Simpson, but now Dr. Bunny Simpson Mason, who oh, has gone yes, on yes, to yes. create Nth Dimension. So, you know, God led me into that path even before the program was started. But without pivotal people like that in my corner, you know, when the times get tough and your application comes up and the paper doesn't look right, but you have that letter of recommendation and they say, oh, yeah, I know Richard Grant. I know Dr. Uh, Mason. Sure. Yeah. If they say that, then we're going to give him a chance. So it takes things like that really to be to have your back. Somebody has to be pushing behind the scenes many times for you to get through these doors. You know, and you said something. First of all, shout out to uh, Dr. Bobby Simpson because, like, for a lunch learning community, especially if you're watching um, the the show on YouTube, um, I lit up because that's been a name that, like, I, I've known of for now. Oh my God, it's whew, probably been like a decade now. Um, not only for not for what she's done in the career, right, of orthopedic surgery, right, but what she's done to make sure that people follow behind her. Right. And that's that's always been a thing. Like when I'm uh, when I talk to my pre-meds, I said it's one thing for me. Right. You know, Barry Pierre to get through the door, you know, be able to, you know, have these accomplishments. But if I get through the door and I don't hold that door open so someone can follow along, like how like what great of a job am I doing? And uh, not only is, you know, Bonnie, like holding that door open, she's kicked it open and, and, you know, put like a stone in front of it that you can't even move it. So, yeah, yeah, definitely shout out to her for sure. Yeah, and built a, a whole nother building on the side of the door, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And you, and some of you mentioned too, right? Like, like which I, I love, right? They said, if if I would have known better, right, I would have asked for more help. Like, mm-hmm. how how often do we kind of go through our journey, our path to become who we are, right? And realize and think that, like, all right, I got to do this on my own. Like I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just put my head down in the sand and go right. And no one's going to be able to help me. No one wants to help me uh, because we just assume that everyone else followed that same path, head down in the sand and, and kept it moving. Oh yeah. We think that, especially if you don't get into medical school, the first time it's almost like the world is ending. And then you get to medical school and you look around and the average age of an entering first year medical student is like 25, 26. So most people are taking time off to either work, travel the world, teach, whatever, go to post back program. Um, so don't get in the first time. It's not the end of the world. If you don't pass the board exam or don't get the MCAT or SAT score that you want, it's not the end of the world. You might have to work harder in other uh, areas. You might have to do research. You might have to uh, do a little more shadowing but it's still not the end of the world. There's multiple ways, many different ways to get in, but you, the main thing, you have to be persistent. And the first time you hear no, if you turn around and walk away, that's what they want many times. People will tell you no quickly because they don't even want to do the work that yes requires. So no is a reflex for many different, in many different situations from applying to at work 
you know, the word no just comes out so easy. But I, I learned to not listen to that. So what, what's, uh, what's it like, right? A, a day in your life right now, right? The, the sports doctor, orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine kind of, you know, and, you know, kind of lean the right. What's, what's a day in your life like? If I'm, if I'm just wondering, like, I wonder what Dr. Burgess does on a regular day. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that this morning. I was like, I need to make a reel about this because I'm an orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine specialist. So in any, on any given day or in any given week, I might treat patients in four or five different areas from the operating room to the office setting, to the hospital setting, to the ER setting, um, to an injury clinic at a school. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be going out to do pre-participation sports physicals. This weekend, I'll be covering a football event. So I don't practice medicine only in a hospital or only in the office. It's all over. And I think that's one thing that's very exciting about the field of sports medicine, uh, very exciting about the field of orthopedics is that every day is something different um, between getting ready for surgery, to operating on somebody, to seeing somebody in recovery, to seeing them through rehab, to seeing them on the actual field returning to their sport. So it's very gratifying to see someone go through that whole process and get back to doing what they love. And honestly, that's, and that's why I like, especially from an orthopedic surgeon standpoint, because I think the general public has this idea that if you're an orthopedic surgeon, you know, you're in the OR and like, that's all you do is OR mm -hmm. stuff. And I don't know if they realize like how much of your work actually happens outside uh, of the operating room. I, I talk to my colleagues all the time, the orthopedic guys, right? That like, even though like there's this, these memes and these videos that make it seem like y'all not like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the smartest of the specialties, right? right, right but right. like, like we all know that ain't true, but like, it's, it's amazing how much stuff y'all do and really how much, uh, you know, your work, right, is encompassed in everyday life. Absolutely. I mean, you can, in many instances, you can teach a scrub tech or a first assist to do the surgical procedure is knowing who needs that surgical procedure, knowing how to correctly diagnose somebody clinically is what separates the good from the, the great in orthopedics. Because if you do a great surgery for the wrong indication, you're still not going to get a good result. Mm. Ooh, I love it. I love it. See, and again, that, that is, again, especially because again, as a, as a special learning community member, you know, yes, surgeons, they do what they do. Uh, but it takes so much of a mental before they actually put their hands on you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like the work happens up here first, right? Absolutely. When it comes to healing, right? Yeah. It's, it's not like, oh, you got a broken bone. I said, it. and like, no, it's right. like, what do I need yeah. to do? What do I need to process? What is going to be the outlook for the patient in front of me? Because um, you be and uh, my patients, uh, I think a lot of my patients are sometimes surprised how often the surgeons be like, ah, no, you don't probably need surgery for this. Ah, no, I just right. rehab for this. But, <laughs> like, I think sometimes they're like shocked, like, you mean I don't need surgery? Mm -hmm. And you'll be surprised how many patients come in with the only thing they want is surgery. And I'm like, why are you so eager <laughs> to get put to sleep, number one? <laughs> to go under anesthesia and then to have a major surgical procedure, you're scaring me with your eagerness, you know? Mm. So let's, 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 let's move on. Right. Cause we, we, cause, cause obviously this is the part I'm really excited about. Right. So it could, it's like, you, you just kind of, you, you were just ran your, your day to day, right. Which is crazy yeah. busy enough, which is accomplished enough so that people can say, you know what, Dr. Burgess is doing this thing, right. Husband, father, and look at where he's working, like he's good, right? But you say, you know what, that's not enough, right? And I, I love the I love the docs who be like, you know what, that's cool, 
but I need to do more, right? So talk about kind of stepping out, right? Outside of, you know, the normal, right? Atmosphere that we may see our typical physician and saying, you know what? I need to get online. I need to get on a podcast. I need to do more. Like what was that mental process? Like what kind of led you uh, to this point here? And really what are some of your goals uh, coming out of it? Sure. So uh, one thing is I represent as an African-American male, I represent less than 2% of orthopedic surgeons, mm. probably somewhere closer to 1.6 to 1.7% of orthopedic surgeons. So I feel that the fact that I'm sitting here as an orthopedic surgeon, it is my responsibility to, I'm through the door. I can need to bring somebody with me. Now I have five to 10 minutes when I'm sitting down with a patient, maybe 15 minutes to treat the patient, to come up with a plan. And then I always like to try to see where they are, especially if I'm dealing with a young athlete or a high school student to see what are your plans for life, but very small time to do that. Okay. Uh, So this podcast gives me the ability to have Dr. Pierre on to talk about mentoring or have someone else on Dr. Another doctor to talk about their career. So now when I meet someone, I say, Hey, go to episode 30. If you want to be an anesthesiologist, you need to hear from Dr. Stephen Bradley, um, you know, and you need to know that just because you mess up or just because you're not perfect, it can still be done. Because if I can be an orthopedic surgeon with the struggles that I've had, anybody can do it. And I want people to truly believe that. So that's one main thing on my platform is that I want people to, you know, I try to work on mindset. I try to work on to help people grow their assets and to give practical tip to help people achieve whatever level of success that they want. And that's different for everybody. Success is different for everybody, but everybody has the ability to achieve something. But many times you don't believe it. And like Les Brown will say, I'm here to show you what's possible. Oh, I love it. I love it. So out of all of the options you could have had, right? You could have, you could have just did, you know, blogging, right? You could have, you know, just did videos, right? It could have been on, like, like, what was it about podcasting that, that said, you know what, like, I, I like this avenue over here. What was it like about, sure. and again, like, because obviously I have my, my selfish reasons uh, why I, I feel like I just kind of ended up in podcasts, but I always like to hear uh, my fellow podcasters, what kind of said, you know what, I think podcast is the medium for me. Yeah. So number one, blogging, I don't like writing, um, you know, And I thought that this would be an efficient way. One thing is that when the start of the pandemic, uh, 2020, I hosted a couple of uh, two different sessions about COVID-19. And I did that out of necessity because I kept looking around. I'm like, why are we not speaking out? Why are we begging? Why are we waiting on the state to tell us what we need to do when we're healthcare providers and we know what we needed to do? And then you're knocking on certain doors. Hey, can we talk about this? Mm, nah, we can't talk about that. Or, you know, can we get out something to talk about protecting yourself, masking? Uh, nah, not really to really talk about that. So I was like, okay, I have a voice. Let me do it myself. And I hosted two, Ooh, two different it. events. And from that, I said, okay, I can do this because I already had thought about being a podcaster. And then I heard, I mentioned Dr. Nee Darko before, I went on the Leverage and Growth Accelerator Conference and he was on day one of that course. And he talked about being a podcaster and being a doc outside the box. And for the first time I saw myself 
I was like, he's a surgeon. I, in his show, he's talking like a regular person. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing this for five or six years. Let me reach out to him. So I reached out to him. I took his course. And 10 weeks later, I launched my podcast, which is now uh, on Father's Day of last year. So today is 10 months old. So I found my voice and I found the ability to produce and make this product come about by, you know, seeing someone else. So mentorship once again. You know, first of all, again, obviously shout shout out, shout out to, to our friend, friend of the show, Dr. Nidarko, man. Cause it, and again, it is one of those things, especially in the, in the median of podcasting. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I talked about it, especially when I, I started a journey like, what can I do to kind of talk to people outside of my clinic, right? Like, that was my mindset. Like, right. yeah, I got you in my clinic. I could talk a good game in my clinic. I could educate you, do what I need to do. But I can't reach so-and-so down the street, right? I can't reach so-and-so in the next block, right? In the next county, in the next state, right? In the next country. I couldn't reach them. And I said, what is going to be the best way to do it? And like, again, I just kind of kind of lucked up. And someone stopped me and said, yeah, you know what? I like what you're doing because at the time I was doing videos, uh, but could you put it in an audio format? And obviously, like, the rest is history. And again, again, shout out to Dr. Nidarko because, like, listen to his podcast again, just kind of, and I just heard, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, this guy, again, I I told myself because, again, as a physician, we kind of do this where, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes we need to see a barrier broken to realize that we can kind of go in that direction. So once I saw, Mm -hmm. like, all right, I know this guy's got to be crazy busy, right? Like, and if he has the time to do a podcast, I almost have no excuse uh, to do it. And and that's what kind of drove, you know, me head on. And you talked about kind of the message. The message is so important because now someone could be in the comfort of their home. Someone could be driving to and from work. You know, they got 30 minutes to kill. And they say, oh, you know, let me just listen to this podcast right here. And then now they're able to kind of digest the message and be able to kind of act upon it. Right. So that's why I absolutely love just the medium podcasting rights of, of podcasting, because I think it, it just kind of hit home on all parts, especially as a busy physician, where a lot of times we need to be able to say what we need to say and go. And right. you could like listen to this later. You can listen to this next week. You can listen to it whenever and, mm-hmm. and still get the message that I'll drop it. Right. I agree 100 percent. So and before, it travels, it travels well. Out, like talk, talk about the name. So I didn't, I, I actually didn't, unfortunately I didn't actually, what is the name of your podcast? So yeah. just so people can kind of get an idea of like one, where to get to, but like, what is the name of the podcast? Just so, just so people know. Absolutely. So it's time out with the sports doctor podcast. Um, it can be found on all where all uh, podcasts are available from Apple podcast, Google podcast um, on audible. Um, also, my website, I have a, a pod page website. It's Dr. Derek, the sports doctor, uh, com, And you can go to that website. It has all the episodes on the website. You can also give me feedback. You can rate and review the podcast. And if you um, are interested in coming on, you can contact me through that website, either by voicemail or you can write me uh, like an email. So that's the best spot to get all the content that I have is on the website. And, and then kind of a part two follow-up now that you got the podcast, mm-hmm. right? What, what's, what's, what in three years and five years, what's, what, what does it look like? Right? Like, what does it look like for Dr. Burgess, you know, with yeah. his podcast? Like where, where do you see yourself kind of going with this, with this platform, especially in the discussion of mentorship and, you know, uh, you know, mindset and everything else. 
Sure. So um, one thing I did motivational speaking prior to the pandemic start starting mm -hmm. and then it stopped completely afterwards. Uh, so I want to get back into doing more motivational speaking, speaking to high school groups. I go out and speak to our local high school health science classes, but also I want to get more into speaking to uh, larger corporations and universities. Um, I also want to develop products to help people that are struggling with some of the things that I mentioned before, from standardized test taking to um, just mindset. Imposter syndrome is something that mm -hmm. we struggle with um, as physicians. I struggle with um, particularly, but it's many times you can achieve great success in one arena and look to the next success, next arena and just completely doubt yourself. So that mindset piece is very important. You, you, so, said, you said a word right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of times people people may think, especially like Dr. Wow, Dr. Burgess, he's accomplished, man. Look, look what his day job looks like. Like, look at all the stuff he's doing. So they assume that you can't even have imposter syndrome. Or if you did, that it should go away. Right. So I love the fact that you said, nah, I may be, I could be good mm -hmm. in this sliver here, but I got a whole different sliver over here that I'm kind of like. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to have other people coaching, uh, surrounding yourself in a community like this, where people you can say, man, you can do that. Let me just show you how to do it or contact this person, do this, do that. And taking a course or going to a going on a weekend retreat with a couple of other people doing what you want to do can launch your career light years ahead of where you would be trying to do it by yourself. So one thing I've learned through podcasting is the power of networking. Um, for a period in my life, you know, I was struggling with some things and I kind of made myself an island, so to speak. But, you know, it gives you a chance to actually talk to people again and not just text or email, uh, but to have real conversations. And from every conversation that I have on the podcast, I learned something from each and every interview. Um, and it empowers me and hopefully it empowers my audience. I know it empowers my children as well. Oh, that, that's a big thing, especially, um, again, uh, shameless plug, y'all. I was on the podcast, right? So make sure oh, you absolutely. check out absolutely. Uh, my episode and learn some stuff as well, too. Because, uh, and uh, you say you, you say you're dropping a lot of gems tonight. Because I think a lot of times people, especially when you're the, when you're the, when you're on this side, I guess, doing the interviewing, doing the discussion, um, sometimes, especially lunch learning community, I, and I say this all the time, like I be learning just as much from my guests, right, as the, the wisdom uh, that they're kind of bestowing upon y'all guys, right? So don't think that this is always like, like my guests is, you know, dropping gems on y'all and y'all the only ones taking it. Like yeah. I be sitting here like, yep, he's right. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, because it, it hits home especially when you see like, okay, yep. Yeah. He's like, I definitely went through that same exact struggle. Right. I definitely had those same issues. I definitely had those same concerns. And, and now that I know I'm not alone, right. In that process right now, like I can, I, I can process it differently. Right. When, because right. when you think you're alone, when you think you're kind of secluded, sometimes you don't even know how to process it because you think like, ah, no one else has solved this problem. So like, what am I going to do with it? Right. But then being able sure. to see someone, right, who has kind of been through kind of similar situations and then make it on the other side is always very an uplifting moment. Yeah, so that was another reason why I wanted to go into podcasting because as a first-generation physician, uh, first-generation professional, first-generation person do it, trying to learn investing and different things of that nature, it 
kind of made me a little mad to find out at the age of 38 and 39, some of these life lessons that probably many people learn when they're in 10 or 11 years old, you know, about investment and saving and the difference between Ooh. passive and active investment. We got to have a whole, we got to have a whole nother conversation. So we, we have to start having these conversations and we need our children to hear these conversations and we need to discuss these conversations amongst each other because we are light years behind when it comes to wealth in our country mm-hmm. and we can work all we want to and we can save all we want to but until we learn how to invest we're going to remain behind so we have to learn how to pool our resources together uh, we have to learn how to make smart investments so that we can close the, the wealth gap in our country you know i I don't even want to go because we could we could we could probably talk all night. Uh, but it's so funny because like I, I, I you know you know I, I I I always find myself like playing catch up, right? And being being just like you, being frustrated. Like oh man, if I just if I just know during residency to throw my make money a minimum here, loan, right? right? Make if a I minimum just, loan payment, right? Yeah, <laughs> just like just simple, like oh my my that my hospital was matching. Why didn't I put money just so they could like just simple things that yeah. like now seem like a no brainer. So of course I'm talking to my kids are like nine and six. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm showing them like, Hey y'all, these are your brokerage account. Um, you just invested in Apple this week. You just, and they don't, I know they don't understand it, but by the time they get to my age, they're like, boy, daddy was on point. Right. And, and it's, it, it is sometimes the, the lack of information. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not as if we wouldn't have likely acted upon it if we knew it 10, 15, 20 years ago. We just had no clue. No clue. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's almost it's almost like uh, I don't want to say a burden. Right. But when you're the first. Right. Because I'm, I'm the first as well to kind of for my first position first. Is, like so when you're kind of the first really breaking down kind of generational barriers in come in terms of career, in terms of finance, where you're the first and having to learn, right? It sometimes can get frustrating because you you just wish like, man, if I would have just known, like if I would have just, just bought Apple, right? Mm-hmm. If I would have just bought Nike when I was buying all those Nikes, like where right. I probably wouldn't be being the doctor now. Like just some crazy stuff you'd be thinking about. Yeah, unfortunately, many situations you don't learn the rules to the game until you're actually playing the game. So, and that's unfair, but that's life, you know? Mm -hmm. So we got to change that. (laughs) So before we let you go, where can, where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Um, you kind of mentioned the speaking aspect as well, too. So, you know, you know, where can if they, if they want to they want to get a good speaker, like where, where, where can all these things uh, where can people like follow Dr. Burgess? Sure. So, as I mentioned, the website, Dr. Derek, the sports is kind of my landing site, um, but also Instagram, uh, Dr. Derek, the sports doctor or on Facebook, uh, same name, Dr. Derek, the sports doctor. So. Um, and then, of course, my uh, podcast, Time Out with the Sports Doctor, can be found on all platforms from Apple to Spotify to Google to um, Amazon, Audible. Uh, so please reach out and connect with me. And remember, let's learn community. And if you're driving, working, whatever you're doing, um, all of these links that he mentioned will be uh, in the show notes as well. Uh, please uh, make sure uh, you follow up with Dr. Burgess. Please subscribe to the podcast. Please leave him a five-star review. Please leave him a comment saying, yep, this is, this is just what I need. Um, and 
and and th- first of all, I want to say thank you, right, for not believing the lie that Absolutely. there's enough podcasts, that there's enough people doing blank. So I'm not going to do that. So I appreciate you getting over some because some, that's sometimes a mental hump for a lot of you know, especially like my other colleagues, right? And that I'd say, hey, you should have, you should do this. Like they always say, oh, there's already enough people doing it, right? So thank right. you for not believing the lie, right? That enough people are doing it and then stepping out. Uh, on, on your own and you know uh, you know with great success for short absolutely thank you thank you for getting to the end of the episode i am yours truly dr barry pierre favorite board certified internist like always remember to subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review and more importantly share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today again so appreciative of all you guys' support see you guys next week